0: what up this is your boy dope boy hey and i'm shantae wands and this is another installment of menace to sobriety what is menace to sobriety why are the people here why are we here
1: why are we here? well <laughs> we here because we've been trying to get somewhere for a long time absolutely
0: but liquor has affected us it has so this is our podcast that we have dedicated to our life in staying sober from alcohol how was before we even get into it uh first of all please like the video share the video yes. comment all those things help us a ton in building what we're doing. Um, Now, let's just get straight into it. How was your week? Did you stay sober? And if you (laughs) did, how did you do it?
1: Uh, I I did. My week was much better than last time. Um, uh, I think... The biggest thing is just going back out and having to be around people. Uh, a lot of people are just ready to jump from social distancing. Oh yeah, to full on fledged standing uh, inside right, of you naked. Like, can you, you like, get
0: out? Right, <laughs> ah, could you put back on the
1: condom? That's how that's how I feel yes. with people right now. But um, I, I have been good because I have been productive. Mm-hmm. But that whole going
0: outside and actually having to be social again is. Are you still wa- Are you still walking everywhere with your mask? Because I'm still like I'm still masked train. I still feel I still feel like people look at you because they just raised the band for the cause we're in Los Angeles. So they right. just raised the band on the fifteenth. So I think that was like yesterday or the day before. So like are you are you still like walking everywhere with your mask? And do you still Wear your mask on a day-to-day basis. Now that you don't have to,
1: well, I do because I think people are nasty. People, people
0: <laughs> you'd be shocked how many people don't just wash their yeah. hands. That, but Human decency.
1: The <laughs> fact that that was the number one rule. Make sure you wash
0: your hands. Which,
1: and and it, it does. It doesn't make sense. But the problem is, like, I'll be talking to people in the street, and mm. you know, I try to be like, "Yeah, we back open and stuff," and they'll be like, <laughs> and you be like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right."
0: Yeah. <laughs> people be trifling. And I, and I think that like this, if nothing else, the pandemic kind of illustrated how, how tribal people were because we shouldn't have even had to make a rule for the general public to wash your damn hand. Just wash them. Wash the hand. Kind sir or ma'am. Right. <laughs> or other. <laughs>
1: but that's how I felt. How yeah. did
0: you say something? Um, well, it was it was a tough trying week and thank you for asking. Yeah, it was absolutely. definitely difficult. Um, you know that we're both entertainers. You know we're both in the, the public eye and sometimes um, you can come under public scrutiny. I think yes. I've been coming under some for you know, you know quite some time for whatever reasons just whatever things happen and it doesn't always land well with me. Me for my sobriety. Because right. I feel like I'm I'm for the first time I'm in a job that I, I don't get to break away from it. Like if I worked at a bank or a car dealership, I'm there for eight to ten hours, whatever, then I get to kind of break away and go do my own thing. Right. But with, with entertainment, it's like you're always got an eye on you. People always have something to say, whether it be true or not, whatever. So it was really difficult um, for me last week. Um I didn't necessarily per se have the urge to, to drink, but I was super stressed and so I I found comfort in snacks ah you know Good. like literally before your, your, your beautiful lady came in earlier I ate two uh, oatmeal cream right. pies she <laughs> tried to give me one I was like no ma'am double right. up on the I want extra cream on mine yeah. ma'am <laughs> so that that's been my thing just I I eat <laughs> Because you know, that was my first love. Yeah, that was right. my first vice.
1: God. He said, let me get two. How many can I have? I said, uh, two. That's it. Who asked for double servings of oatmeal cream pie? And, and, but do you understand where it came from, Of uh, where people go, only two plates or two this or two that? Because yeah. when you don't put that limit on, the oh, yeah. whole no box can
0: be gone. I grew up a fat dude. And growing up, we used to always do the, the pizza math. Whenever they just used to have the yeah. pizzas, I used to be yeah. waiting to make sure yeah. everybody got pizza. <laughs> <laughs> my nickname when I was a kid was seconds <laughs> What seconds at I'm, right, I'm, right, I'm right. I so, didn't even care <laughs> didn't even care what you were saying man so that um, I have been snacking a lot and, I, and you let me know if you deal with this at all like I think my sugar cravings intensify when stressful situations are going on so you know I had like that, that fight party a couple of weeks yeah. ago so I had a bunch of leftover snacks and and i think that in the back of my mind i was really buying it for myself because i knew that many people weren't even going to be at the party so i just been eating (laughs) up all the uh the the leftover sour patch kids the eminems everything (laughs) you got snacks that nobody know what it is i have a taco bell connect and an eminem connect (laughs) eminem got a new eminem coming out I'll talk to you about what? it. I can't, I can't talk about it publicly. It's. Oh, okay. I signed the NDA. Oh, okay. <laughs> I signed the Eminem D A. M-N-M-D-A. <laughs> M-N-M-D-A. So no, it was a, it was a pretty tough week for me, but um, I battled. I battled. I, I, I battled, and I fought through it. And I and I think that I'm good. I didn't have any really close calls.
1: The the crazy thing is though sugar is a huge thing for us so I think yes. the the fact that you pick up with snacks and sugar and stuff like that when you're not drinking it's mm. because of that because you would have right. picked up that drink I get like that um, when I'm stressful or you know sometimes it's crazy because I'll go from like I was hard on heavy on Red Bull at first um,
0: yo I've been I love the smell
1: of re- I don't love the smell I love the, I smell. Love the smell of Monster. The green really? monster, I got addicted to that. Then I had to let that go because I was jittery. Uh huh. I'm, I'm on coffee, not as much, but mm-hmm. every now and again, like chocolate is like my thing. Mm. Chocolate, ch- uh, t- potato chips and stuff like that. So mm. I'll go hard and see that addiction in it and mm-hmm. then I'll stop.
0: Is, do you think that there's some correlation with the, the sugar thing that... Because alcohol is uh, it's it's all, all sugar. sugar. So then our addiction really is not necessarily to alcohol. It's to the it's sugar. The sugar. If that's the root. So, but
1: that's why, sorry to cut you off, if you've been to rehab and stuff, oh, yeah. they take you off of liquor and literally feed you liquor without the high. You get cookies. You get oh, So you come out, yes. you're always fat after you're getting <laughs> after off rehab, of any
0: drugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody got fat in rehab because, you know, I went to rehab two times, and, you know, I had a little bit of money in there. So yeah. it was almost, I don't want to say it's like jail because I've never been to jail, but it it's was almost... Like <laughs> it's like jail. It's like if you got money on your books. So I right. used to have my car, so I was like the Don in there. Like, I was hooking up everybody with snacks, like, yeah, yeah, I run right. this. <laughs> we used to have, like, the snack, snack you know, man. using that, you know, as, like, uh, as, as currency in there. Right. So I think that there is something there to be, like, you know, you people... Because I think that my addiction to food being the first one, that's why I ended up at 486 pounds. And so it it, it is kind of scary. Are there any healthy snacks that maybe you have some suggestions for to maybe not have all of the...
1: The the truth is the, the, there's so much good healthy stuff out there. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like anything healthy takes more preparation though. Like you, <laughs> you can have a bomb celery stick it's so with true. hummus, but you gotta get the hummus. You gotta yes. lay it right. You might want to put a little salt. It, it's Doritos
0: too, are re- just open the bag and just get, open the get bag and there. go right. <laughs> get it's, a, it's already sauteed for you. Like it's everything is there for you. It's pre-made. That I never thought about that. It's it's Like, like having to lubricate a lubricated chick <laughs> when you got a chick already lubricated. You ain't gotta do no you ain't gotta that. Do, yeah. I ain't no foreplay. Ain't, you ain't no foreplay. Just eat. You're not the box. The food. Just eat. <laughs> <laughs> just eat. So, no, there definitely is something to that. So, I, I don't know. I'm trying to, and maybe there's there's got to be a, a, a healthier alternative for energy drinks, too, because I had a friend of mine, he was a comedian back, well, he is a comedian, he didn't die, but he's a comedian. He was a skinny dude, right? Yeah. And he would always drink Monsters and Red Bulls. He had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And that was when I realized you didn't have to be overweight to to um, have a heart attack, you know, and he had it from, you know, from just drinking energy drinks have have
1: you had more than one or two energy drinks that felt how you felt
0: yes you'd be looped you'd be
1: like yo and then then you can't sleep and you like then you gotta find something to help you go to sleep which probably don't help in the situation either but Mm -hmm. we we actually i mean it's not here yet Mm -hmm. uh we supposed to be getting the next week Mm -hmm. but we actually uh got sponsorship from a
0: clean energy. Thing. See, and we need something healthy with that, with, you know, because we, we do do that. So absolutely. We are doing the right thing, so we will announce that when the time comes. Yeah, but we're we going gonna to announce it. Yep. We're going to be sponsored by a healthy, a healthy energy, energy drink. drink. Yep. And do you think that there's any correlation to why um former addicts take energy drinks because i know that a lot of times like I, it would be something that i would do is there do you think that it's just like the bubbles the fizz is it something there that makes us feel kind of drawn to it
1: i i want to f- i think for me mm-hmm. like i have to work on my energy right I, I, my energy level could be really high and then it can come down mm-hmm. so i always wake up before I feel tired, I'm like, I need a, ca- a caffeine. Something to pick you up. Something to pick me up because it's a level of high mm-hmm. because you can move and you don't feel exhausted. So it's almost, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've you taken sugar and you you see kids. Kids look drunk. Yes.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. They're doing all that stuff, sugar but it's hangovers. the sugar, right? Yes. But- we- have you ever eaten sugar when you're hungry for regular food? Yeah, absolutely. And you feel so crap. you'd be like so starving. <laughs> Eat three Snickers, It's like you feel okay. This is like yeah, you like. Oh, it did have nuts in it, <laughs> uh, caramel stuff. But
1: it's, it's it's all what it's a part of, and and the
0: sugar is the addiction. So that so that's so that's what I need to focus on is maybe trying to divert my addiction to sugar in a, it, somewhere else, right? Because it seems like we all be having addictions.
1: But you got you got a lot of things that you're dealing with, you know, with your your mental health, yeah. The the drinking. Um, I know you was talking about certain things, but you you are at another turning point
0: in your life. I am. So yeah, that that takes us to our, our next uh, spot. So yesterday, so let me kind of like tell you how this all kind of happened because I'm like a big person. Like I I pay attention to signs. Right. I don't feel like anything just happens. You know, I feel like everything you are where you're supposed to be in those moments of life for a reason. So I'm always mm-hmm. really big about that. Things that people say to me when they say them, I'm always, you know, super huge on that. So, Kiara, first of all, shout out to Kiara. Kiara hey. just Kiara just made the varsity cheer team.
1: Get the hell out of Come here. Come on, man. So it's Let so, me get in on that, Kiara. <laughs> I always wanted to be, I could be the fag boy. Hey,
0: just throw chicks up. I would have been that. So, yo, so I'm super excited. So it was the other day, though. And actually, um, it was two days ago, so it was Monday. So she found out Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were waiting because, you know, i seen her tape or whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. She had already sent it in, but she was waiting for the results, which were to come yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cool. So she's doing that or whatever. Actually, yesterday was Wednesday. So so she was doing that. She was waiting. So I was already prepping her for if she didn't make it. Because, you know, with kids, you just have to at least prepare them for mm-hmm. if they're not going to get what they thought they were right. going to get. So I'm like, yo, I love the tape, da-da-da, but the only thing I see here that we can do better maybe these jumps so even whether you make it or not tomorrow i'm going to help you get these jumps done hold on <laughs> I gotta
1: help. What her. the fuck do you know about jumps? I don't know nothing about jumps, but I know about daughters. You daughter just is- know what you want to see. You like no higher, baby. The strippers at the strip
0: club—they went higher, baby. Use this pole. Use this- <laughs> <laughs> but I just knew it was just of everything because I, you know how it is with kids—you want to like build them up, but you yeah. also want to give them something more to work for. The yeah, jumps yeah. was cool, but I was like, we get a little bit what? higher. I was like, we could get higher on these jumps, right? So I had told her at that moment, I said, tomorrow, I'm going to start helping you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to train with you. We're going to hit the gym. We're going to hit the treadmill. I'm going to help you so we can get these best jumps, whether or not you make the team or not. Right. So a couple hours later, she finds out she makes the team. Everything was all cool. Everything was good. Right. Then I get a call from Tony. Right. And Tony's like, why aren't you answering your phone? I'm like, I'm out here with Kiara. I'm celebrating this win. She was like, the doctor's calling you. Now, fun fact to know, I have been on a waiting list to talk to the psychiatrist about upping my meds and re-giving me meds for about four or five months now. I think the pandemic just put everything and everybody know, had it mental of, issues. Yeah, so everything <laughs> yeah. was crazy, right? And so then um they do them now to where you don't have to go to the hospital. You can just do a Zoom visit. So finally I sit down and I'm like, this is this is ironic that I'm getting this call right after I said I would do something tomorrow anyway. So right. we basically have in our and a half conversation just about you know my bipolar um what you know my my struggle with addiction all the things and so a couple of things happened and i wanted to talk to you about it and see what your views on it. on well, what your views on it are number one he said, I can't smoke weed no more. Oh, shit. Listen, I almost, <laughs> of everything he said. So let's just unpack by layers of what he said. He basically said, um, Anthony, listen, you're bipolar one. Um, a lot of the marijuana out there is a lot stronger than it used to be. There's a lot of different stuff in it. This can cause hallucin- you know, hallucinations for you later down the road. This could just make your, 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 uh, your mental illness—it could—it's it, just not the best for it. And I—and and the crazy thing was, when I was talking to him, he gave me a chance to talk, right? Right. And so he just let me talk for like ten minutes, and he was writing stuff down, and everything. I was ever since I, you know, every when I was talking, and then as soon as I stopped talking, he was like, "How's your marijuana usage?" So it's like he almost knew, based on how I was talking, that Nigga. I had been smoking. What are your thoughts on this first? First
1: off? of all, anybody that's in that field of business, you don't think. They know that any addict is gonna want something else. Right. And if they know that you're at a certain place, mm-hmm. they're gonna ask you, did you ever tell them you smoked weed? I had never told them that. So uh <laughs> he probably follow you on Instagram or YouTube. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> he seen but, one of them lies. <laughs>
1: well, I'm i I'm a fan uh-huh. of 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 weed right. uh for my reasons, my anxiety, right, yes, right, right. you know, my sleeping patterns and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I do feel like I, this, this is what I would say. Okay. I agree to a certain level of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I do think that if you are using it like over abusing And stuff mm-hmm. like that Then you might have to Let that go as well mm-hmm. I also agree that Yes what's out there In the streets mm-hmm. That there definitely Might be some new stuff In the weed And so on and so on But they do have Medical weed And right. it has been and
0: tested Prescribed and, right. and stuff
1: like that To people So I say that Because if you mm-hmm. go to therapy They automatically Or or certain doctors They automatically Want to put you On meds, on meds. Right. Even Let's take out weed Even mm-hmm. before it's any Like a, a healthy alternative Mm -hmm. they're not gonna tell you yeah there's this pill this vitamin you could take to Mm -hmm. heal
0: so a natural thing a
1: natural thing so I went to rehab they Mm -hmm. put me on meds there was a there was a uh pill, there was a medication they gave me
0: called seroquil. Okay, that's the sleepy. They got me on that right now. No. The sleepy medication. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Stop taking okay, okay, it. Stop taking it. Let me let me let me set this up right so so people can understand like what my thing is about this. So and this is a great conversation for us to have. So um I've always had a real disconnect with doctors. Right. For, I don't know why I I see and, and pills more. Like I seen suicide attempts in my family from pills, like you know what I'm saying? So I, I never really mess with pills. So I've always been like Oh, like whenever doctors talk, I'll be like, "Uh, right, right. And so this was the first time I was like, you know what? Whatever the doctors say, I'm going to just listen to it. But then, you know, in in you and I swapping notes, I was like telling you because they basically put me on Depo. I know I'm saying that wrong, but that's the the bipolar mood stabilizer they're putting me on. Then they put me on Seroquel for sleep and they put me on another one for uh, alcohol craving. So three different things. All of the symptoms from all three are weight gain. So tell me about your experience, and <laughs> so tell me about the Seroquel thing in in rehab because I was in rehab too. And first they had me on trizodone and I, I tried melatonin. I tried melatonin. I was just I would get bad dreams, and with Seroquel they say it's a weight gain thing. So tell me what was your experience with Seroquel This is just I'm all our personal, it. How you spell Ceroquil? It's with a C. I know it's with a C. So a C. C I believe. C-E-R. C E R. Uh huh. A Q U I L I believe. You know how to spit that shit. It, no, S, but you was okay. he was uh close. Okay.
1: So here here's a let me just say what it is. Okay. Uh it can so they said that the Seroquel was for sleep, right? Yeah. They already gave you a pill that was already for your bipolar. Yes. Okay, That's so, so it Seroquel mm-hmm. it can treat schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and depression. Okay. Here's the problem. You're taking two different things at the same time mm. for your mental health. The Seroquel will help you go to sleep. It was when I went to rehab, mm-hmm. I, I, they didn't even put me on the drug. I saw this big white dude who was a body uh, he's bodybuilder taking steroids okay. in the same facility. Mm-hmm. And I remember going in the room and he was sitting there, big dude, and okay. he was sitting there in the meeting drooling. And like bending over like this, and I remember us after the meeting, him trying to get up, he couldn't get up, so I tried to help him. He couldn't like, get up Don't on the chair? He couldn't get up. He was drool- He was like this, and like drool was coming out of his mouth. Oh, okay. As an addict, I immediately go, "What the <laughs> fuck <laughs> is he taking?" So you <laughs> thought he was high? You wanted it on Yeah, the I was like, "None of my meds is doing this. <laughs> we couldn't smoke. We couldn't drink. We could, you know, You're like, we could." Give couldn't, me what he's got. I want what he, he got. He looks high. He looks hot. Right, high. and okay. I was in there for over thirty days. Right. This, this is when I was. It was a behavioral. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, section before you go to rehab. Right, right. So I saw that I went to the doctor. I go, yo, I don't uh, feel what else, the trazodone trazodone right, that right. you're giving me. Mm-hmm. I've had seroquel before, never had it in my life. It's a new drug mm-hmm. at the time, and I go, that worked for me. So he goes, fine, we'll put you on that. I took that shit for about five to seven days. How did you feel? Turned into a fucking zombie.
0: See, that's how I'm kind of feeling. That. I don't know if I don't. I don't know if my energy is different from most times, but I feel. Like I feel here, but I don't feel like I feel like. The lights is on And nobody's I'm like It's weird It's like I'm almost like A passenger in a car like.
1: And it's, it's a dope When I tell you At night Before I had to go to sleep We would have to watch movies And I would sit there High on this drug And I thought it was The best feeling In the world So you was but, actually Getting high you, you were feeling something You're gonna get high Because yeah, it's I, gonna It's like a loopy I mean it's It's part of the Making you go to sleep mm-hmm. But the, the loopy feeling You feel before you go to sleep Is the Is the fun high. part Okay Cause it's different From like just being
0: giddy You're kinda like
1: I ah. feel like I'm
0: hot. That's how I kind of feel right now. I'm just like, hmm. Don't boy,
1: you're gonna. The problem is, you're gonna stop being creative.
0: No, see, that's my fear. So, this is what I want to talk to you. So, this is the thing I've never tried medicine. First of all, I just found out I was bipolar last year. So, right. didn't even know there was a need for Don't medicine. Hit the table. Sorry, sorry. No, no, so, no, no Got so. you. So, um, so, so I find out last year. So, right around, side note, what's today's date? Uh, the 8th, wow. uh, 17th. You know what, today is the anniversary of what when I relapsed last year. Wow. It was on a Thursday. It was the 18th last year, though. But it was, it's a year, but it was on a Thursday. Look at you being alive to to say that. Come on. Come on now. now Let's just say. Yes, yes. And now I'm about to celebrate six months of sobriety on on July 1st. That's just wild. How that that even, okay, so yeah. So, okay, so, so yeah. So then, so I find out that I need medicine. So then I started drinking around June 18th of last year, right? Right. And so then I was trying the medicine, but then it was, I could never really get a good gauge of if it was working. And then I stayed drink because I was drinking. Right. So I would take it sometimes. You know, and you're not supposed to mix those things, you know. So I went through six months of battling Trying to stop drinking Couldn't And then finally I stopped January 1st Haven't drank since And now this is I'd ran out of the medication So I have I wasn't able to get it And now they just came back Yesterday They're like Here's this So I took the pills For the first time And I'm just like I have fears And I'm glad that we can talk About this openly Because I feel like This is a great Fascinating conversation Because what I learned too Was that sometimes Doctors are incentivized By money By some of the stuff That they will advise For you to take Sometimes they can have Financial you know, markers to be like, oh, give them whether it's supposed to be the best thing for you or not.
1: The fact that they were able Mm -hmm. to just give me the medication without even looking to it. Mm -hmm. The
0: flip side is there are people
1: that I know who I know people who are therapists who take meds. I -hmm. know. So I don't think that, it doesn't work for people, but uh-huh. try the alternatives before you do that. Okay. So there's melatonin. If you didn't like melatonin, there's uh, sleepy tea. If that mm-hmm. don't work for you, there's also calm magnesium okay. that you could order. It's a twenty dollar big bottle mm-hmm. that you can get from Amazon, and it'll put you to sleep. It'll also calm and your more stresses. Natural stuff. It's it is all natural. Because that's
0: why I be feeling like it's all connected. Because I feel like even the in the height of my alcoholism, the reason why I would drink so much was because I couldn't sleep. Right You know what I'm saying So if everything is connected And you know Then they let me know too Even
1: Sorry to cut you off But even with your anxiety Mm -hmm. it'll, It'll calm that Because that's what Magnesium
0: does Okay It'll relax you so there, there are a ton of, of natural things. Yes. Because that see, that's what they, even when I was talking to the doctor about, because I was just like, well, why don't y'all just, this was this was my strategy before, right? I was like, just give me the medicine. And if I start feeling a little off, <laughs> then I'll take it. But what he was saying was, <laughs> bipolar doesn't work like that. What he's saying is, we're giving you these meds to prevent anything from happening, like we're, to prevent an episode. Because if you get into an episode, we got to pump you with so much of this stuff to pull you out. So this is almost just preventative. So I'm afraid, I, though. I I'm a I.
1: true believer. Mm-hmm. If you are aware, if you can say you bipolar, mm-hmm. if you can say you've been manic, and you can tap on situations that you... If you are aware, mm-hmm. I believe that the habits that you're doing in your life could alter all those things so for somebody to go i could prevent this i could prevent you can prevent a lot of things too you know how you don't put yourself in certain situations if you Mm. feel a certain way you get out of that situation if you you have to be able to you you have to make changes in your life okay to prevent those things it's all habits just like it became a habit for you to drink to Mm -hmm. smoke to Right. Do all those things? It's a fucking habit, so which could prevent a lot of things. That that I'm not a doctor, I don't right. know. Neither what, am
0: I, but we're we're learning. But about if you get
1: depressed and all those things, it's what are those things that make you feel that way, and how do you work on those in a more natural way before
0: you go to meds? Nah, and I and I definitely you know agree with that, and um, I'm I'm definitely gonna be trying to look to find some just some some natural ways, and really what I kind of told myself was because. I look at things and, like, sometimes you got to give stuff a chance to work. And so that's basically what the doctor was telling me. He was like, you know, I'm going to, you know, he set up a follow-up appointment with me for a month later. So it's like, okay, now we can have a little bit of data. And he ordered all my blood work and just, so then we can see, how did you like it? How did you feel? You're like, going
1: to love it. You're going gonna to love it, but you're not going to love being,
0: you're not going to feel creative. And so, and, and, and that's, and I guess that's, that's another thing that, because, I hear that a lot. I hear that sometimes these things are zombie pills. So do you did you actually feel stifled creatively? I did. My my my
1: best friend bought me a book. I mm-hmm. couldn't I couldn't write. I would open up my thing and just sit there like this, and it it was so much funny stuff to talk about and
0: react. And see, that's the thing I'd be scared about with a mood stabilizer because I think that artists need to feel their emotions because that's how we create the art. That's how. And so that's how. Even when I did take this this medicine last year for a little bit of time, I just felt like I was like like really like the lights was on nobody's home. I was like I'm there, but I'm like you can tell me something really good. I'm felt like, like get though. out. Like yeah, you just was like in, just there. in your it's head
1: going, yo, I can rap. I can do this. <laughs> right. And your body was just like. Nah, though. It's, it's not doing it. And, nah. and I even asked to be taken off. And I had an episode. And, you know, you got to wean off. There's so many things you have to do. But you're going to. It's going to be so crazy because you'll get to a point that if you continue taking this, then it'll stop working. Then they're going to have to up the dosage. Now you're going to be on a higher dosage. And it's
0: going to continue to go <laughs> on to there. And can I tell you something just very, very odd? Because this is the thing that I love so much about about, you know, mental sobriety. We get to talk about things that, you know, we don't, you know, otherwise get to, you know, talk about. So this is the thing that I, I re- this is my biggest fear. I don't know that I've ever even said this out loud. Uh, maybe I said it to Tony one time. My biggest fear of medicine is that I have an extremely addictive personality. And the things that I get addicted to, the things that I like, you know, that's like the addict's handbook. Like we, right. we just don't know how to balance it. If we like it, give me, give me, give me. I almost am fearful that the pills will work. I'll like it, but then I'll now become an addict to just a new drug that they gave me, and that's a fear. Did you ever have a fear, or did you ever find yourself getting addicted to the meds, or getting addicted to that? Because yeah. I'm afraid of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like being high. I used to, you know, with... I got 800 pill Like the Ibuprofen 800 pills And stuff like that And mm-hmm. I used I used to love Taking them I used to Search for pain mm-hmm. You know Almost walking The walls and Be like Ooh I need a 800 a You know oh, <laughs> I need an 800 uh, Paper cut Be like just me. <laughs> uh,
0: Two more for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. the, the thing
1: right. for me Is though I don't know What it is Alcohol is the only thing That I don't care What is happening I'll still mm-hmm. pick back up I could be dying dying um, all those things I'll still drink but any other drug if I felt like pills made me dizzy and stuff like that so uh-huh. that's where I just stopped but it's a it's a scary I just want you to research and I, I I just go, why not just try the
0: the D thing you're taking? The the oh there's Pause. The. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> the, so the, the depth of I can. Right. I don't have to do the sleeping medication. I mean I tried it yesterday, but I don't have to. Uh, why why do the the thing is the the pills are not gonna
1: kick in. Uh, like the the other one, uh mm-hmm. the the one you <laughs> the other one you supposed to take. Uh-huh. It's not gonna really kick in for a little bit. Okay. So it's like once you, once you f- try that one and see how it goes, then it's the option to see what that Seroquel is
0: like. How about this? Happy medium. How about I won't use a Seroquel on a regular basis. I'll use the, the bipolar meds that they tell me to take at nighttime. Because the other one was the, the alcohol withdrawal one. That was just on a case-by-case basis. But maybe I'll use a Seroquel only if it's just one of those things I can't fall asleep naturally. Like just if nothing else. Try how about it. this? Or try something How else. How
1: about if you are feeling in a happy mood but you're just awake, c- fucking go create or go do something? <laughs> so it's, that it's only if you're you you stress with not sleeping because mm. you're you don't want to sink o- your thoughts, you want to go to sleep, you're tired, you're all these things. But if you're happy and your mood is controlled but you're up, what the what's the
0: issue? You're right, and that's why another thing that I taught because I did tell myself. The you know not too long ago that creativity is my meds, mm-hmm. and I was already coming up to because shout out to courage, uh, courage and um hey, favorite and uh, favorite, favorite films, um he shot a video for me you know what I'm saying hey, last week and I it loved how right, no, it worked so I was just fire. like yo this is crazy, and I was just like you know maybe I could learn how to like edit a video like I've never done it and I have so many songs and I love courage but if I was to pay him for everything that I did I go broke I was like I got six albums girl, let's do all of these. <laughs> So I just like, well, maybe if I could put my thinking cap on, because there's a couple things that I really want to learn. <clears throat> I want to learn how to play piano. Yeah. I want to learn, get back into making beats. Yeah. And I want to learn, because I want to put out so much music. I'm like, well, maybe if I could learn how to cut videos, that could be something I'm up doing at four or five in the morning when I deal with this restless stuff in my mind. But I want to ask you this. And you're going to feel tired after and because you accomplished
1: something. And it doesn't rewarding. have to come in
0: a pill right. form. Sorry. And I'm and and doing it, something. It, no, yeah. no, you're not cutting me off. Yeah. This is a great conversation. No, so let me ask you this. Have you ever... <clears throat> in any relationship that you've been in, do you ever be up late at night when they are asleep? Because this is the problem that I run into with Tony all the time. Tony loves her sleep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She loves it more than most people would love it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's no shade to her. But a lot of times with, with what with what's going on in my mind, I'm up late. And so that kind of sometimes can create a disconnect because I'm up at six in the morning. I haven't been asleep because I'm mad. I'm just up. Right. Do you, do you Have you ever dealt with that? And what tips do you maybe have that I could, you know stay in a functional relationship I know (laughs) Uh, that sleeping
1: is important I mean my girl is very adamant about her stuff too so Uh like I mean for me I'd rather just either go in the car or I can come in my studio because she can't really hear or I just be up in the living room so you just so
0: you just basically I move away from her
1: yeah but as long as she is if I'm not loud and stuff like that then it's cool but it's a it's a mutual understanding because Mm -hmm. sometimes she wants me like she'll stop her day at a certain time Mm -hmm. won't pick up for any clients or any Thing like that and she likes to wind down at a specific time me mm-hmm. I'm like oh it's six the lights went out I'm up right you know right. What I mean That's so me all the time yeah. but it's, it's just a way to maneuver stuff let me tell you something any okay. relationship will take you staying up and being that annoying if you're uh Living better for yourself if you're, you know, right, right. doing well for yourself. Absolutely. That's the least of their fucking worries if you just awake when they sleep. Well,
0: that's another thing, too, because, like, I don't ever really, like, leave the house. I'm not just going out. So I think that, you know, we're looking to, you know, get a bigger space because, you know, what like currently we're in a two bedroom, two bath. Like, you know, it's just yeah. smaller, you know, with Even three people. Bit, yeah. But I think that that's some great advice. Just And we've been trying to, I think we've been scratching at the surface of that, just being like, because, like, I keep my desk in the room. Mm-hmm. So cause that was my, my motto. Like, if I can't work, I'm going to just, if I can't sleep, I'm just get up and go work. But if right. she's trying to sleep, you know, I'm being loud. I'm going you live. You got to do your talking. lives like this. I want oh, everybody. I got a new album out. Here's your boy, dope. <laughs> so, but I think that we we do better when I like take it out the room. So I think I might try that.
1: Yeah, just try, you know, but I, I think you, you going to figure out what works for you. The main point is to get to a place where you just feel um, that you can manage it. But I say if you're up, but you're happy, you're not depressed. Right
0: just give it a try before you dip into that. And last thing, uh, last thing on this before we move on, what do, what, what do I replace the weed with? Because weed oh, was like my the, safe place. Yeah, weed was, I was like, weed, I could do that. And I kind of thought, but you know, I, to be very, very honest, I kind of felt something in the back of my spirit the entire time. Like, yeah, you don't have to give this up. Like I, something about it I knew, but I think that it was good because for the six months that I was getting clean off the booze, mm-hmm. you know, I was just smoking. So now it's just like, I got to let it go, but is there any tips um, any, uh tips? Nah, brother, I'm going like- to smoke as soon as we finish this. <laughs> Blow the smoke no. in my face.
1: <laughs> no, but the, you it, it's because you have to re-go through everything you went through letting go of the liquor. Now you right. don't have a vice, so mm-hmm. you're not just, before, you know, with the liquor being gone, you was a little bit more aware, but now you aware
0: aware, you know what I mean? Let me tell you what the doctor said, because this is something that I think that we could click up on. So I was asking him, I was just like, you know, as as I'm as I'm talking to him and he's just like, yeah, everything can um be weight gained. You gotta watch that. He's like, you know, that's them is key words to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait who? Like, uh-uh, we ain't doing that. But he started telling me I was like, well, maybe I could just work out. Maybe I was like, maybe I could just kind of push my mind to When it's, you know, it's restless like it is, instead of taking a pill or doing these other things or smoking some weed, maybe I work out. And he was like, he was telling me about all the positive effects that that exercise have on your mind. Did you know that there is a center in your mind that will, when you're working out, make you feel the same way as when you're high? Mm -hmm. He said runners get it. And it's called runner's high. Like once you hit a certain point, it's like more intense and more Like you feel it, then the highest drugs of whatever you can take. So I was thinking about training to run a 5K and I wanted to invite you to do it with me.
1: I'll be down. We can
0: get runner's high together. I'll be down, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to be angry
1: as hell until that runner's high kick in. I'm going to be like this. Where is the runner's high? Because I don't want to run. Nobody likes to run. I hate hate it, but it is the after effect of Uh accomplishing and doing something. I got a spin bike and a treadmill in my living room. Uh I've been on it three times. (laughs) And I always, it's so funny to me because every time I do it, I go, man, this felt great. I, I did.
0: Did it and then I wake up the next morning like I do it later. No. So what, what? do you think that that is? Because I I'm the same way. Like when I'm into working out, I'll oh, hey mm-hmm. three hours in a day easily twenty thousand steps. Mm-hmm. I'm going. But do you think that there? Why? Why as addicts? Actually, as recovering addicts that we are, right? Why do you think it's not as easy to do the good stuff for us as the bad stuff is? Even if we get positive reaffirmations from that. So even when we know when we work out, like you said, you work out, you you get the, the, the instant gratification because mm-hmm. you feel good right there. Plus, you're doing something healthy for your body moving forward. Why do you think more people don't do that if there's the one, the mental high that you get and the, the physical manifestation of abs possibly? Why do we not do that more?
1: I feel like because the drugs and the liquor and all that stuff we take, it's just, it's literally like walking there, mm-hmm. getting it, and you can almost feel it immediately, or rolling a blunt. You ain't got to sweat. Yeah but, you but, got a stretch. yeah, but right, you you know, I and that yo, it's so funny you said the stretch thing because I get irritated. Like I'll go running with my girl, we'll go hiking or something, or I, I I've worked out with people mm-hmm. and I, I get there and I work myself up to be like, all right, I'm gonna just get there and I'm gonna get on the treadmill. And then they be like, all right, do the roll thing and stretch, and I'm like, man, fuck this. I want to just do the the one thing I want to do. I just want to feel my muscles. Where's my high at? Where right, is my where's the high high high? but, But even though you can get there There's more stuff you gotta do to get there It's just But again it's the ritual It's all those things Sometimes I'm too lazy to roll a blunt Wow But if they can make a pipe (laughs)
0: <laughs> for
1: exercise that's what I'm saying once you, once so you, you get your just, money
0: to a certain point you can just hire a blunt roller you get
1: like a lay down bike <laughs> and
0: just do this while you sleep then we good <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think that that's what I'm gonna do I, so this is definitely an open ended topic it's not something that I'm like you know so I'll definitely keep people abreast about what's going and, on
1: and leave in the comment sections right. you know we this is interaction this yes. is you know if you've been through stuff I'm speaking on my life I'm Absolutely. not speaking for all addicts or alcoholics neither so if you have any advice or insight, leave
0: it, or insight, leave yes. it in the comment section. And I also want to make that clear, too. Thank you for touching on that. I don't want anybody to think that I'm out here telling you to go against doctors or, or that I'm, you know, shitting on certain medications. No, no, no. I'm a person who has been diagnosed with something and I'm trying my best to to, to get through it the best way. And that's just me. You know, so I definitely want to give that disclaimer because we don't want to leave people in the wrong direction.
1: I have a question, though. What's that, uh about? I know you've been, you know, reaching out to family and stuff like that, yes. even with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do they view like where you're at in and,
0: and therapy and the meds and stuff? Well, I don't have a ton of contact with my family to be honest. Um I don't know, I just don't have the closest, strongest um, you know, relationship with them, so you know, even with how they how they would view it, wouldn't really necessarily know. We don't talk a ton. <laughs> what did you just pop? Wait, did you Did you just pop Crumbs of an oatmeal cream pie In your mouth Like it was a tic-tac <laughs> That's the fattest shit I've this ever seen <laughs>
1: This is another way You, you can, can You cannot uh, shake Protect open. your addiction <laughs> Act like you're hiding something that you're not supposed to have and
0: just do that. I'm like mm. you know, I was like, what was that? A tic tac no, it was crumbs from an oatmeal creeper. Sorry. But no, no, no you're good. <laughs> so with my family, um, but but how I can say that, you know, I've seen different people in my family act, you know, around um medication. Never seen a ton of it, you know. I never seen a ton of, you know, um, and there is mental health that you know that is you know kind of chew your gut. I'm not. Like, no, <laughs> you got an oatmeal cream pie nah. in your cheek. Well, that's why oh, I want to make sure, sure the whole time I have it cheek. like right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 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 when people was chewing tobacco, and you chewing oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> no, but I want to. You said you said
1: there's right. somebody who
0: has uh, mental Bip- health. Yeah, so yeah, there there is people that have bipolar in my family, and and he don't take pills at all like he just kind of lives and he lives a very functional regular normal Life, So I remember seeing there was a time where he wasn't taking medica- medication, he was taking drugs, alcohol, different things of that nature. Right. And his life wasn't really going to good. He was, you know, getting into trouble, you know, what I'm saying being violent, different things. Then once. But see, he. Oh, I'm so sorry. The, the thing about him that, you know, the family member that I'm referring to, he kind of went towards like a whole approach on life. So he keeps his diet really clean. He exercises, doesn't deal with stressful situations. Um, the food that he eats is very, very important. So he kind of takes that entire approach. But he uh, he's been clean from from meds and alcohol and drugs for going on like twenty five years. But so, it's, it's so like it's all, like that you said though. It's like he took everything else into consideration because it's
1: it's it's a it's a habit. It's right. literally practicing every day. I mm-hmm. used to meditate. I used to do a lot of things for eight years being in this relationship, mm-hmm. and then we broke up. And I had a year to myself to live life, mm-hmm. I relapsed when I was happy, but I relapsed because I stopped uh, utilizing the things that was keeping me focused.
0: You relapsed when you were happy. I relapsed when I was happy. Never knew that. Yes. Take me there for a small. I got, so everything was good.
1: Everything was great. I had a new apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had my bachelor apartment. I was partying. I was dating chicks. Mm-hmm. Um, um I got the call from Tiffany Haddish that I'm doing my Netflix special. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. And it it, it, it didn't hit just then. Mm-hmm. But I was so happy, which my happiness made me go. I got that patron in there. I,
0: gotta, I can celebrate. I th-
1: nobody's in this apartment. Uh huh. I could celebrate, and let me see what. No happens. one will
0: be the wiser. Nobody will be the wiser, and wow. that that made me relapse. And see, can the reason why, because when I relapsed a year ago today, it was just everything was bad for me. Mm-hmm. Everything. That's just. I th- that's just fascinating though how the recovering addict's mind can always find a way to get that next fix whether it's good like our minds become so deceptive to us you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that it can be like any way that we can frame this i always say that too i've always said that i'm the biggest buyer and seller of my own bs Mm -hmm. so no matter how good of idea is or how bad it is i'll make it sound really good and then do it that's just fascinating that our minds could be like that and how you know both of us dealt with relapses and Mm -hmm. i was Everything was terrible for me. I drank. Everything was great for you. You drank. Our, our, the mind is always going to go for that. It's, yeah,
1: it's 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 either way. And I'm I'm like sad that you don't have like you you said you don't really talk to your father or nah, anything like nah. Well, here here's what's crazy. Father's Day is coming this Sunday. You got a daughter. I do. But you don't really talk to your parents. So I want to nah, ask. I don't. How can
0: absent parents have a negative effect on your mental? Um, I think they could have a, a, a very adverse terrible effect um, if you don't have a, a relationship with your father you know what I'm saying and you know probably for most you know mothers or fathers if you don't have a you know great relationship but you know for the topic that we're talking about in Father's Day. Um, you know, I feel like my unresolved father issues have bled into my life in, in, a, in a myriad of different ways that mm-hmm. it's just taking almost 42 years to just even unpack it to be like, geez, this is a there's a lot of problems here. And it's all based on the fact of, you know, the daddy issues that I had, like I always had a dad that we just never had a great relationship, but I'm a junior. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like if you if you as a as a as a man can say, I, you know, I was special enough to be named after this person. So you must think so highly of me to say, you will take this name that I have and you'll have it now. So I always, you know, was, you know, that was dope, but I never felt a good relationship with my dad but I always wanted one and the messed up part was like the more things in life that would happen like you know he would do things and he would say things and they wouldn't be the best things to do and but it was just always kind of put up under the as guides of that's your father you gotta love him through it da, da, mm-hmm. da. and so then always seeking acceptance from my dad in life and I didn't get it now I'm out in the world looking for acceptance now I want what type of man am I going to become? I'm thinking, do I want to be a gang member? Do I want to, mm-hmm. you know, you're just looking for this different level of acceptance. And then when you, when, when you're like me and you have the, the family structure broke really early later in life, you're just going through life, trying to rebuild the good yeah that's part crazy. Of the family. So then that's, that's where that's it becomes crazy. problematic for me in relationships. Because every time I would meet a woman is, oh, oh, you're my wife. Or you're my wife. Or we're going to have kids. And and it would come off. And like over the years, it, it got me the reputation of, oh, he's thirsty. He's just a nigga that... W-. But no, really what it was was a dude dealing with not getting the love from his dad and just looking for it everywhere but the person. But how I think that it changed me in a positive way because I try not to always harp on the negative... I have an amazing relationship with Kiara. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes you can either, either it, either it can be hurt people, hurt people, or sometimes you get better. So now in my life, I knew I had a terrible relationship with my dad. And I, I just was like, when if I ever have children, I just want a better relationship. I want to be my kid's friend. Like, yeah, I'll be their dad and I'll, I'll discipline them. And when they mess up and all that good stuff. But I just genuinely want to be friends with my child. I was just telling Kiara yesterday. I was just like, it's just so dope that you're my best friend and mm-hmm. you're my kid. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so um I definitely do think that um that relationships with your father can affect your life. How 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 are you affected by that? Like is that something that, like how's your relationship with your dad, how you feel like it's affected your life? Me? Yeah.
1: So uh this is gonna get crazy. But okay. my mom a shout out to my mother because my mother has been all of that. Mm-hmm. Her and my brother have been both of those things throughout the concert life, my friend, my everything, and right. she's shown me that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing is, having all that love in my household, I still always wanted to know my father, mm. and it started from uh, it started from me being light skin. Okay. Me having light eyes, mm. being in school and being in the middle, um, you know, it's the racism or, you know, being treated this way by white people, being treated by your own people. Mm-hmm. But um, I always people used to go, are you white? They would like ask me that and I would go to my mom and go, mom, am I, am I part white? Am I this." Oh, wow. One time my mom smacked the shit out of me and was like, if you ask me that question one more time. So the crazy thing was I, I just wanted to know who my other part is. Was and this is this is for anything. I mm-hmm. love history. I love finding out as much as I can about where I came from. Mm-hmm. So eventually, my mom was like, "All right." That same night, she smacked the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, "We'll go see it." So her, her and my aunt came, and we met, well, I went to meet my dad. My dad. Got How up. old were you at the time? I was eleven. Okay. My dad got arrested on the way to meet me, and then he finally he finally got there. He hopped the terminal. Uh-huh. When he got there, I looked just like him. Really, just like him to the point we he came in and we stared at each other. That was our first encounter. Second encounter, and I'm a, I'm gonna rush through it,
0: but don't the, rush through the it. Get second. this no, this, the, is, this is serious. No, get this. Don't rush through this at all. We can go past the time. We're <sighs> right, we, we 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 in your house, we in studio. We're good. Get this out because I've I've never known this about you.
1: No, this Come is on. this is real, and yeah. it's it's uh it's 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 a little emotional for me just okay. because like how deep it could be in like healing and all those things but right. so I met him I met him again when he was 14 my dad was like a huge kid and I was I was still angry I, I didn't you know sometimes especially when you see what your mom go through and stuff like that I didn't want to love him I didn't want to like him because my mom mm-hmm. did the work so I didn't I didn't feel like he deserved that so when I met him he was like this big kid still mm-hmm. you know uh, you know doing this shit I don't know why dudes think <laughs> y'all so funny when like, you God. when you guys are playing no it You're wasn't like, like a tap was right. like ah. and i'm like dad nigga i'm a girl i just started my shit like what are you doing so i i stopped talking to him me okay. and him fell out mm-hmm. long story short years went by and oh mm-hmm. i remember around that time i called him and I, I i just wanted to hear him go why why didn't you choose me because during that same time i met my sister who he denied me for so he was with another chick And he had a baby And mm-hmm. she gave him an ultimatum And the ultimatum He wound up choosing them nice. So <laughs> I I met that girl mm-hmm. And all those things So fast forward to Me relapsing mm-hmm. A few uh, Two uh, two years ago Two right. and a half years ago Gotcha During the Netflix thing mm-hmm. So now Relapse Drinking Called him drunk Didn't even know I called him Had a whole conversation with him uh, I, I do remember some of the conversation But when we were on the phone. He started crying and he said he, he started going to church and stuff like that. And he was like, I just, you know, I'm not really like a godly kind of person, but I mm-hmm. just realized all these things are happening. And, and as I was drunk, I called to just tell him that I wasn't mad. I wanted to let it go. I wanted to get that off my chest, but I needed to say what was bothering me. And I just wanted him to be here because for me, I love women. I always would have been a lesbian. I will say that part of me wanting to be masculine came from uh, wanting to protect not only my mom, Mm -hmm. but be that figure that I was so missing. Mm -hmm. Um, So when, so we talked, I wind up telling him he can come stay with me for two years, two weeks. The nigga hit me the next day. Like I got my ticket. I'm coming out there and I was like, what? So I was, I was, I was scared to have him. The nigga Mm -hmm. came and stayed with me. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, I've, I've vlogged him. I got video footage of me asking him, "Why did he deny me? What, what was this? What was that?" He told me when he met me. The first time he stopped, he was an al- alcoholic and a drug addict. Mm-hmm. He stopped that day. He turned himself in and went to rehab, but never told me, never explained any of this. So at this point, he spent two weeks with me, and I was afraid because of my Netflix dropped. I felt like he was coming because you know now I'm living a life and right. he want to ball and shit like that. And I was like, yo, you know, I was like, fuck it, let me just have a good time with him. You want to go to Malibu and stuff like that? He was like, no. He said, "I don't want to spend money. You don't have to spend money. We could just chill in the crib, nigga. We played Hitman. We beat the whole game. That was our two weeks spending time. And he cooked for me. He did. He did a bunch of like. He made me a birthday cake. Spelled my name wrong. <laughs> but it was the right counts. everything I wanted like a kid. Like, <laughs> like the who is Charles? Right? He, <laughs> he, he went to the grocery store uh, and got spam like wow. all the shit he would have. You know, it's like growing up to see what he would have did. And it was the it, when I tell you I'm pretty." much just like this nigga wow it's the craziest shit so that was my healing once i was able excuse me to let that go right it really opened up barriers for
0: me and really healed a lot of shit wow thank you for for sharing that i know that (laughs) know that wasn't an easy easy share and and, you know and i'll I'll touch on the last time i talked to my dad and it was you know because just growing up you know with my dad it was just always like and this it's wild how many similarities you and I have, because I dealt with that as a kid too, because I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a quarter Mexican, you know what I mean? Oh, so sure. when I was born, like I was really light-skinned with gray eyes, green, I didn't look mm-hmm. nothing like, you know, so I dealt with things like that. I never thought I was, you know, it was, I was never that light-skinned, was like, but I was mm-hmm. always, you know, lighter or whatever. But just growing up, you know, with my dad, sometimes I feel like growing up with your dad can be just as bad without him if your dad's not, the right kind of dad. Makes, you know, Because he was there, but it wasn't... I never... I, I always just wanted to be th- like around him, like just to be down with it. I just wanted him to just be like, hey, yeah. man, you're a cool like, little dude. Take, yeah. But I never got that. And so like, I always <laughs> just grew up with this complex of not being wanted by my dad. Like I just, right. and maybe, you know, he tried his best whatever, but you know, whatever. So all through life, it was just tough. It just, you know, it just wasn't the best, you know, person to me. Then by the time I turned 18, him and my mom split. So now I'm just out here, you know, and I never had my dad do like the prerequisite stuff that fathers do. Like never got me my first car. Like never, none of this shit. Like, you know, right. whatever. Right. So fast forward to last year. This is the last time I talked to, to my dad. Tony can tell you, cause she was on the receiving end of the phone call right after it. So, <clears throat> May happens. I end up in a psych ward, or whatever. I remember calling him from the psych ward mm. and just being like, because I remember my dad's number by heart. It's not. It's maybe like six people that I know the numbers by heart. Mm-hmm. I remember calling him and he just really wasn't nice then. I'm just like, damn man, they're telling me I'm I'm bipolar and you know I'm saying da, 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 da. And I just remember just talking to him and him just being like, hey, I got nothing for you. Right. Like, you gonna have to like I'm just like, damn nigga, will you right, ever just be right. on my side, bro? Shit. So I'm in because I'm in a cycle and I'm scared. Like I'm just like whatever. So I get out the cycle and then uh, we end up going to Sacramento. This is the last time I talked to my dad, and it was right around July first or something like that of last year. So I had just started back drinking, you know, June 18th, and then um, for some reason we end up going to Sacramento. Um, Tony had just I don't know why we went, but we went, and I was just really wanted to talk to my dad. So that was the the sad, maniacal thing that all the stuff that he's done, all the, I just still want to just to be like, dad, like, I'm scared, nigga, like, can you be here for a second, bro? And it's like, you feel like such a bitch as a man when you feel like you can't handle shit. And I always feel like, well, maybe if I could show him that I could become my own man, Mm. then he'll accept it. But I still never felt the acceptance from her. So long story short, I had went to my grandma's house. She didn't answer the door for me. But I I kinda understand because COVID was going on and, you know, my grandma's older. So whatever. I'm knocking on my grandma's door. She don't answer. So I'm just like, all right. So my 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 dad lives around the corner from my grandma. So I literally start walking to his house. And I'm just like, I just want to see my dad. And so he picks up and I'm walking to his house and I'm so scared and I'm kinda knowing he gonna say nah. But I'm just like, man, maybe just I'm praying to God like I don't even know why I want to see this nigga but mm-hmm. I do so can you please and this is at a time I just lost 939 days of sobriety my 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 professional life has just seen me I know my my career is going to take the biggest hit mm-hmm. I'm going to lose money smile. I know a lot of shit is happening nobody really wants to fuck with me nobody wants to be around me but I'm just like well maybe now this could be the one time nigga where you could be here for me mm-hmm. so I call him he picks up the phone I'm like hey dad he was like oh what's up and I was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm in Sacramento, man. I'm actually walking up to your house right now, man. I would love to see you, da-da-da. This is the first time I had talked to him since I had been in a psych ward. Mm. And he was like, you been drinking again? And he was just really just mean still. He was like, you been drinking again? I'm like, bro, I drank last night, but I'm not coming to your house drunk. Like, he was like, no, 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 no. You ain't welcome here. He was like, wow. go get you a sponsor, get 90 days, and have your sponsor call me. Wow. And I just remember being like, "I." Right and I just hung up the phone, and I was just in the car, and I just started crying like, man, like, why won't this nigga just, but it was at that point that I just prayed to God, and I said, God, I've spent 40 years of my life trying to have a relationship with this man. Can you please just remove the desire of, because it's not, I can't change this nigga. Like, we 40 in. Like, I'm going to spend another 40 doing this shit, or just thinking I'm not shit because this one person does so. That was the moment, and I remember calling Tony, and I was so hurt but that was the, like, that's when I feel like I let it die. And it's it's one of those sad things to where it's just like, you know, my dad's not passed away. He's not, like, somewhere in, in Bangladesh. I'm like, no, he's in Sacramento. But it's just like I had to accept that. You know what? I'm probably not going to ever have a dope relationship with him, and I'm just going to have to accept it. So that was the point that I feel like where I accepted it. But how does it affect me? I feel like it's made it very difficult to have, a, a lasting relationship With anybody Because if you feel like The person you came from Don't want you How could somebody That you just met Along the way Want, want you? you
1: But that that's where
0: it becomes mm-hmm. You can make
1: A new family and, and loved ones And stuff like that And I will say this One of the biggest things I took from my My dad and Our um, whole journey mm-hmm. Was <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you think Somebody don't want To fuck with you For whatever reason Like that right. you don't mean Shit to them Blah 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 But you don't know If your dad dealt with something from his dad or if he is responding because he's dealing with his own demons. So he can't see you like that. Mm -hmm. And part of his love is like, nigga, get right. You need this. I don't know how to tell you. And I don't I don't want you around me because it affects me. And I only it doesn't make it okay. Mm -hmm. But people have different ways of teaching and all those things. Mm -hmm. I say that to say. Uh, the call that I made to my, my dad when I was younger, mm. I, I wanted to know. I asked him the same questions I asked him when I got older. And I just mm. was like, I don't understand. I never wanted money from you. I never wanted anything. I just wanted to know who you were and be around you. Yes. Then I said all that. And he went, so do you have a house? <laughs> like, he didn't know what uh, to say. Bro. This is what's crazy. Uh. Fast forward. I realized how much of me is in or vice versa, him and me is because when when I get into arguments. If I'm in a relationship, I get into arguments or something goes wrong, whatever the case may be, I shut down, I get silent, I don't know what to do. I'm like that too. <laughs> it's the it's the craziest thing because that was his moment. He when you already fuck up and you know you wrong, I don't what do you want me to say? I'm sorry. It's not going to change none of the years I haven't been in this life. And that's how I feel in my relationships. We argue and you'll see me just deadpan staring at them. It don't mean I don't love you any, right. you know, I love you any less. It just means I'm in my head going, I fucked up. I know. Sorry. Wow. because now my next step is just to prove that I'm no longer that person,
0: but I don't know what to say in those arguments. Nah, I, I definitely feel that's, and that's deep. Cause I, I, and you know, I think that there's somewhat of a kill switch in my mind that just assumes that every relationship is going to end like in a that. bad way. I think that that's why self-sabotaging has come up in many of the relationships that I'm in. Cause I am because i do not necessarily feel the, the love or just the patience that, you know, I just feel like, I just feel like if my family don't really rock with me like that, ain't nobody really going to rock with me like that. And I just think that that makes me the most kind of problematic emotional person because that fear, then there's this that little voice in the, in, in the back of your head, like in your subconscious, that's mm-hmm. going to try and do something to fuck it up before it gets taken away. It's almost like a fear Thing it's like I know that these people will be taken away from me and that everybody's just gonna leave and right. no longer rock with me anymore. So I gotta do something to try to control the narrative. Let me just mess all this up so I could just, if nothing else, be like I. Right, I, right. I'm the reason this isn't happening because right. it kind of gives you some, you know, level of control. One other last thing I did want to touch on before we wrap it up. Inside note: We don't listen. We we in here rocking like this and it's going. Oh no, we I don't love need it. Questions. I know how much time no, I love it to get it. But when we get those moments out, we don't. Hey, we we. No, I know, hey, I know, I don't know. Wanna, I want you to be able to get your stuff out, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But one other thing that I wanted to just, you know, touch on that I think that um, I'm starting to learn, I want to see if, you know, if you have any um, credence to this or if you have any experience with this. I don't know if credence was the right word. (laughs) Um, One of the problems that I deal with, in addition to not having a strong relationship with my father, because my father didn't have a relationship with his father or the men on his side of the family. Like, he met his dad a couple times, but he wasn't really... Around him in, in life, so now, like now that I'm forty and I don't have a relationship with men, on my mom's side of the family, so this is the problem that I'm starting to have. I'm forty. I don't have any men to go talk to about if, uh, that that share the same blood as me to just be like, okay, what 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 what's what's what what should I expect for the next 40? years? Right. And it almost gives you. An identity crisis Of who the fuck am I Like what do I have To expect And I didn't realize That this would give me Late onset paranoia Just because Not being able to Talk to other men from my family I think that And then the, the even worse part About that is Growing up and not having A strong relationship With any men In your family Will make you put Too much pressure On the other relationships With men In your life Like you know what I'm saying Friends, Yeah, And women Yeah just with yeah. anybody It just makes it really difficult Because <laughs> like, you don't know Where you come from So have you had any Experience in that Or do you have any Maybe tips to Kind of counter And pivot out of that Because I think I have A really strong fear Of not knowing Who I'm going to become
1: no, I, I think, I think it's everything resorts to figuring out your journey and healing because all you can change and all you can focus on is you, um, because, you like you said you can't change your father. You can't change these things. It's about Doughboy and and being proud of you know recovering again and and having your daughter to mm-hmm. be in the what varsity cheer varsity squad. cheer shout out yeah. Kiara. yeah shout out to Kiara and for you to be able to say baby jump higher like mm-hmm. those are the moments to focus on and not something that can't be changed. You have everything you need. I get it. it it's hard to. Figure that out. But you already tried. You mm-hmm. tried to reach out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you never know. Hopefully it's not too late, but you never know. He might come at the right time.
0: It could be. I, I'm not going, you know, uh, I'm not going to cancel out hope. So we All definitely right. will see. But I am excited about uh, Father's I wanna Day. I want to come to the uh, the cheer. cheer oh, band. yeah. You definitely got to pull up, man. It's, I'm so proud of her, man, because I don't even have a teller to stay on her stuff like she just she's so she i feel like she got all the good parts of me and not none of the negative ones so shout out and i'm gonna be eating some pork chops and uh Yes. and some stuff on Father's Day because you know that's my favorite meal so there's, feel free I feel like there's like there. a
1: whole it's a holiday
0: every week come on
1: man. Like, you know tomorrow's Juneteenth <laughs> uh, so I'll be having some uh, ribbits on ribs stuffed with lamb chops
0: you know what my favorite <laughs> jokes of yours is I won't give it away because I don't know if you still do it but when you was talking about uh, your big friend and then you oh, would yeah. do them. <laughs> now that's all, it's on Netflix oh, I <laughs> love that yeah, she hates me then, bro. <laughs> I love that but no this has been another dope segment hey. of minister sobriety um, it's